All right, we are in the last Jedi phase of our podcast on Star Wars. Yep, we are. We've really come a long way. We have. Guys, I got Nathaniel with me instead of Brendan. Brendan uh, was not able to watch Last Jedi, so that's fine. Nathaniel likes the movie better anyway, so. Worked out. And then we have Ruck with us. Ruck, you're back. Yes, sir, I am. Ready to talk about my favorite all-time character in the whole saga of Star Wars, Mr. Kylo Ren. I'm so excited. So we have... All right, let's just... <laughs> Ruck just said a lot of stuff that we got to talk about, but we'll talk about <laughs> it later. Uh, first off, we want to thank Ruck because Ruck started this with me. And absolutely, now, absolutely. It's, it's been a blast every episode, man. I'm enjoying it. And then today you're into that, which is pretty sick. Uh, Nathaniel, thanks for coming on here. You did what? A New Hope with us? I did do A New Hope. We were kind of all over the place. That's uh, like I was traveling a bit, so it was hard to get you on a lot. But a lot, a lot of varied opinions on each movie, which is nice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we got Dakota on Force Awakens. Go listen to that, by the way, everybody. Uh, that was a Please. good podcast. Uh, and I love my boy Nixon. He, he, he's the best rancher ever. <laughs> <laughs> he's pretty good, actually. Get him on a good roll. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Basically the first hour of our Force Awakens podcast, which lasts about an hour and ten minutes. So, um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I'm actually really psyched. So, guys, before we jump into this movie, uh, I want to just ask you, did you like the movie? Just yes or no? So, Nathaniel? I'm going to say yes. Okay. Rock? Yes. I say yes, too. And this is a very divisive movie among All the fans. All right. So, this is going to be pretty interesting. We'll uh, talk about what we liked a lot because there's some parts I love in this movie. Some parts we don't like, which is fine. We can talk about that more in detail. Uh, but yeah. Very true. I'm really pumped. And then Rise of Skywalker, we're going to see it actually uh, tomorrow. Wow. Yeah. Crazy, right? Oh, I'm so excited. I, I'm but, not really sure what I'm going to go see it. I'm just going to pop up and give you my opinion one random night. <laughs> <laughs> the first reviews are out, and uh, we'll talk about that, I guess, towards the end of this movie. Yeah. Or maybe. All and, right. And For sure, episode, man. So. I right. can't wait to actually see it and see, does it line up to what majority of people are saying? Yeah. That is a good question. And I think right. that's the biggest question right now facing it. So we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more later. Um, let's get going. I'm really excited. Last Jedi. All right. So, Ruck, I want to jump in with you first. This movie came, came out and was released for the critics initially. Critics mm-hmm. love this movie. It came out at 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, Nathaniel, you're a Rotten Tomatoes expert, and that is pretty darn high. That's pretty good. Pretty good. That's really good. If your movie's at a 93%, you're, you more, more than likely have a stud. That, that's critical acclaim right there. Yeah, yeah it is. Avengers Endgame is... Oscar-worthy stuff. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, Ford vs. Ferrari was a 92 this year, and they'll probably be nominated for Best Picture. So... Right. We're on to something. Yeah. Uh, fan response... Not so much. Not so probably yeah. about, about half of that. Yeah. So we went and watched the movie. I tried to avoid all spoilers. A lot of people I know love this movie, but yeah. it is extremely hit or miss. So, Ruck, let's just jump in with you, buddy. Um, there's a lot of negative opinions out there. When you watch the movie, is that kind of were you able to see what they saw, but just didn't feel as strongly about it because you liked the movie? Well, not only that. I found that most people that dislike the first movie like the second one. And most people that kind of, sort of like the first movie anyway 
like the second one even more than the first one. I never really saw any total, total negative feedback, especially compared to the first movie amongst the people I know who saw it initially. So what happened if you didn't like the first The Force Awakens? Well, what was your uh, opinion then? Then you liked the second one more than you liked the first one. All right. That's yeah. funny because after rewatching, so we've rewatched all of them. And if you guys listen to the Force Awakens pod, me, Brendan, Dakota kind of go a little bit hard against that movie. Uh, we say we liked the movie. It's a good movie when you watch it. Every scene is a good scene. The reality is, it's exact. It's almost an exact copy of um, yeah. Star Wars: A New Hope. Yeah. Carbon copy. It's not many new original concepts compared to the original OG one. No, and this movie yeah. gave us a lot of original. It did. Yeah. It really, really, it really did. did. And some people praised it for it, and some people bashed it for it. Yeah, and I think it. there's a lot of lines I want to get to. Um, specifically, Kylo has an, a bunch of great lines in the throne room, and yeah. we'll, we'll talk about that, of course, more in detail. But yeah, really interesting how the negative feedback went into... So the internet community especially... That I think this movie is the one that got Star Wars fans in more trouble than most. Um, when I say trouble, I mean just they came out angry. People hated the idea that Luke was upset that he was a Jedi, that he kind of quit. Right. Um, they hate Rose. I mean, the internet hates Oh, yeah. Didn't she delete her Instagram account yeah, because the, of that? She was posting like a picture. Let's, I don't know exactly, but can you imagine though? Hey, wanted like a picture of me and you. It's like, hey, happy birthday, to, um, my friend. Like, congratulations mm-hmm. on twenty six. Blah 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 blah. And mm-hmm. then immediately after that, you get responses that are like, "Go kill yourself for being Rose Tico in this movie." You're like, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was extreme. Yeah, it was. What I mean, and- like her Twitter account got not hacked, but people were trashing her constantly. So she deleted that. Here's my deal. Do we hate the character? I'll get into that a little bit later. The answer, yeah. I, I think her character yeah. sucks. Yeah. Yep, not a fan at all. <laughs> why, why are we attacking the actress? It ain't her fault. Right. She's yeah, in a Star exactly. Wars movie. It's the same thing with Jar Jar Binks. Like, you're in a movie. Like, they're all they want to do is be a good actor, actress in these movies, and come on. Yeah. Anyway. No, nobody turns down that role. No, man. Could you imagine someone says, hey, you're being cast in a Star Wars movie. You could tell me I'm Alien 49 and I would be there on time every single day for the three days I'm there. Absolutely. <laughs> Love every I second. Wanna, I would want to live there. <laughs> yeah. Like, guys, I'm in. I'm in forever. Anyway, let's take a look at, I, I want to do this a little bit different. So we try to talk about the different stages of these movies. Um, so this movie's broken up into four different stages. I want to start with the two main ones that actually take up the bulk of our movie. So mm-hmm. let's talk about Ray and Luke first. Um, I want to go to the Octu, the island that they find Luke on. Right. All right, right now, immediate reaction. Luke grabs the lightsaber and throws it. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. Go. Yeah. I think it's, oh, I loved it. I think it's awesome because I think the biggest part of The Force Awakens has got to be the end where you just you like this epic scene, like you have Ray and Luke Skywalker on top of this random island. You really have no idea where they are, mm-hmm. and you have to wait another two years to find out. And it's then a, you get yeah. this. It's a huge cliffhanger. Huge you're cliffhanger. Like, what happens after she meets him? And then he just talks. Chucks the, the lightsaber, like, which wow. is hilarious. We waited two years for him to just chuck it to the side. Yeah, we went on Saturday morning. And I just remember seeing that, and I think your dad is sitting next to me. Just like right? chuckling. And he's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right, <laughs> like, let's go. 
Um, but it's something unexpected that I think was a good tone setter to how Luke really felt about yeah. why he was there. Yeah, yeah, it really was. Yeah, very much so. Ray's persistent in her pursuit. I actually, so I trash Ray in The Force Awakens. I actually like her character a lot in this movie. Yeah. It really Much better. It really yep. is not that bad. Agreed. Much Agreed. more fleshed out. And you, you know why? It's because in The Force Awakens, we crap on her because she does so many things well. Right? Because the problem no is... Reason. With absolutely yes. no training. Yeah. And the movie puts yeah. her in those situations. Does that make sense? Where it's like, hey, now it's your turn to beat up these people, save BB-8. Okay, now it's your turn to run away from stormtroopers. Okay, now you need to fly the Falcon. All right, now you need to be in a lightsaber battle. Okay, now you're going to do the Force. It's like, whoa, you have her doing so much stuff. Right. This random person all of a sudden is just good at all these things. This was kind yeah. of offsetting at first. Very much so. And that's something, yeah. That's, yeah, that's something that I noticed about this movie. Even like even the characters in the movie address it. Like Snoke says to Kylo Ren at some point, yeah. you lost to a girl that has no training yeah. in the Force. Yes. And you are literally one of the strongest people still alive. Yeah, basically, it's more like you think you're strong. Yeah, you just lost. You couldn't person. even beat her. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. So let's kind of jump a little bit deeper with Ray and Luke. So we find Luke in a, biz- not even bizarre, just kind of a sad state in life, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's a, I- I've quit. I, I came here to die. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I- I'm tired of the Jedi. I'm just done. So you know what? I'm going to go live the life I want to. I'm going to do a little bit of farming. I'm going to go find a fish. I'm going to cook it. I'm going to spend time with the little alien creatures here that have the nun outfits. Yep. Um, I mean, everything, yeah, that's just... That's I'm sure doing. Disney made a lot of money off that. <laughs> yeah, probably. They do. They killed it with the Porgs. <laughs> oh, yeah. definitely, man. They always do it, man. They come through with the collectibles around the holidays. Baby Yoda. They're doing it again. They're, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, don't. Oh, we'll hit on Mandalorian a different time. <laughs> hit on the Mandalorian a different time. Um, <laughs> but either way, so, Nathaniel, let's kind of dive a little bit deeper on Octu. So, that's where Ray actually jumps into... A training aspect, right? Yeah. So I don't want to talk about her four Skype sessions just yet. Four <laughs> Skype session. That's hilarious. <laughs> but I do want to jump into her first real lesson with Luke. Um, talk about that a little bit and what you thought. Yeah, I'll, I'll say one thing even before that that kind of connects to it a little bit. In The Force Awakens, I think there was a lot of funny moments. I think mainly that's because Han Solo was still there. Yeah. So there's a lot of funny... And that's something that is very scarce in this movie. And that might be one of the reasons why people didn't like it as much as The Force Awakens. But in this scene, like her first training lesson, quote-unquote, is one of those few funny moments <laughs> where Luke is like, reach out your hand. And he starts waving a leaf, right, leaf right, on her right. finger. He's like, oh, is that the Force? That's the Force. That's it. <laughs> so That was actually a, a legit funny moment that I actually laughed and it wasn't super corny. Yeah, no, really funny. It wasn't funny. forced at all. It was just like, that's what most people that don't believe in the force think the force is. Yeah, yeah. Where she, I love where she physically reaches out, or and then even before then. So I like. I'll talk about R two in just a second, but um, where basically he goes and Luke is talking about the force, right? And she's like, it's a, it's a power that you have that what you say helps you um, use a lightsaber and float things rocks and yeah. yeah exactly and he's like everything you just said is, said is completely wrong, wrong. yeah <laughs> Man, what a great way she described yeah. it if a person would have never ever watched star wars but you were to ask them that question that's the kind of response they yeah. have 
and that's that's actually pretty fitting for Ray's character because she doesn't know a lot. Yeah. And I feel like if that line Very was de- if that line was delivered in The Force Awakens, it would have been like, oh, she would have said the exact correct thing. Uh-huh. Very much so. And that's another good thing about why her character was more enjoyable. Is like That's true. Like, she actually doesn't know anything about she, this yeah, world. She doesn't really know yeah. much of anything. Not at all. And, and she even pleads with Luke. So, actually, let's jump a little bit deeper into that lesson. Um, actually, before that lesson. Who am I kidding? I, I'm jumping a little bit ahead of myself. Sorry. So, before that lesson where Luke is goes down one, he sees R2-D2. Good. That was a funny moment. Where he's like, yeah, nothing, nothing you do will make me change my mind. And then... Help us, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. <laughs> That's a cheap you, move. You got, you got to bring back the OG Leia, man. Yeah. She's, oh. uh, she has seen better a, days. That is the appropriate way to reference an old movie. That, so we had a debate in our last podcast on homage versus straight out copying. And yeah. this movie does a good job of honoring the old yeah, films does. without being the same. And I, and I really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I totally agree. I want to jump not f- too far ahead, but I do want to just talk a little bit, though, about where Rey gets that sense at the Jedi Temple, essentially, the big tree. Um, she gets a sense of her feeling and what she needs to do, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she goes there and is called by the Force, and uh, Luke ends up basically following her. And I like where she says, she keeps saying, the Resistance sent me. And he's like, but why did they send you? And then she basically pleads with them that she's just trying to find her place in all this. Right, exactly. She's desperate for a mentor. And Luke essentially turns her down. And it's like, the Je- it's time for the Jedi to die. And it's like, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fascinating. Yep. Fascinating idea. So with that in mind, though, let's jump back now to the first Force lesson. Because I, I do love, I love a lot of this that happens. Yeah. Um, Nathaniel, you want to kind of talk about it a little bit more? Yeah, so this is probably like the first time we'll ever see Rey actually have training and not being just really good at everything, yeah. Captain Marvel style. But it like it had that funny moment in the beginning, and then it actually has her realizing like what it actually is, and then you see the powerful side of her, which is kind of one of the whole reasons that Luke turns her down. He's like one of the best lines that they they showed in the trailer a lot before this movie opened was like. I've seen this raw strength only once before, and it didn't scare yeah. me enough then. And watching that again, it it gets it's a better line every time. Yeah, yes, it's like knowing what knowing what's happened, like from there on out. It's that's such a great line. I love the part where she is she's going through the faces, right? Light, darkness, right? And and I love where Luke says, and like it's basically balance in between. And he's like, and this is the Jedi's hubris. They think that the force and the light only belong to them. Like you must understand, like that is wrong, blatantly yep. wrong. It doesn't belong to one person alone. Um, and then she ends up going down the well. I, I don't have any other word for it, but I'm just gonna call it the well. Uh-huh. And Luke is desperately pleading for her to get away. And then he drops that dagger of a line after she wakes up from it, right? Uh-huh. And I love where she looks at him and says, "I didn't sense you." Yeah. And it's like wow. So this person that, I mean, we grew up, and I'm not, I don't like using the word idolizing, but a lot of people looked at him as, a, like, the seminal figure in, in uh, yeah. stories. Like, take, Absolutely. For me, it's, you know, I guess the best way I can, I can look at it, and probably Nathaniel the same way, imagine if we have a, a new Harry Potter movie comes out, right? That's not Crimes mm-hmm. of Grindelwald. <laughs> uh, ah. 
An actual but, sequel. Yeah, but it's an actual sequel, and it's like you know, 40 years later, and Harry's basically cut himself off from magic. Yeah. Wild. I would be a little upset. Wild. <laughs> I would too, bro. Right. I would too. That's so, honestly a very good metaphor to compare the two situations. Right. So I get why people are upset. So that's why we like the movie. We are younger. So I, mm-hmm. I enjoy it, but I do understand, I guess, why people were very upset with that idea. Yeah. Um, and also, I brought this up in your previous podcast. I am a relative newcomer to the whole entire Star Wars franchise. Yeah. So I really didn't grow up on it like you guys did. So the last two movies that you guys talked about, I was new coming onto the scene, and these were my first movies I actually saw in the theaters when they came out. Wow, I didn't know that. I'm more connected to, uh, I would say, Rey and Kylo's characters than I would be to, like, a Luke Skywalker because I came on when the new movies were actually new as a fan as opposed to people knowing about Luke and knowing about the prequels when they came out years before I even got an interest in Star Wars. That's interesting. That's good perspective. Yeah, yeah man. So with that in mind, I want to go to the Skype sessions. And that's I'm going to keep referencing them like that because, I don't know, I mean, Force FaceTime is the only other yeah. thing I got. Let's say Force FaceTime. All right. I, I like love it. that. Uh, Rock, let's have you talk a little bit about I, – I don't. we don't need to go in order, right? But in general – I thought those were pretty powerful, and I don't want to talk about the last one they have on Octu, but you know, I want to talk about before she goes in the well. Yeah. Um, so, do you mind just talking about like that in general, kind of what your thoughts were? Did you like it? What when she was talking to Kylo? Yeah, basically, yeah, when they're doing that Facetime. <laughs> oh, that's so funny, man! But uh, I thought it tied together their characters very well because, like I keep saying you don't know really what side Kylo is on. Yeah. I don't know if Kylo is trying to join Rey and possibly go rogue and kind of do their own thing. Does he still have a little good left in him? Through these conversations, I can't tell if he's trying to turn her Mm -hmm. or join her. And then when you find out Snoke was actually the one connecting them the whole time, it's like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. (laughs) Wild. I think... I think part of him doing that is what led to you getting killed, Snoke. Right. And at the same time, I think it's interesting that before that, and we'll talk about this more in detail, um, he doesn't shoot Leia. Right? He doesn't shoot his mom. The other two can shoot him. So we kind of have that in the back of our head where it's like, oh, well. There's ah." still some good left in the kid. Exactly. So with those, I I think the where they're able to talk to each other, it actually – it links the two of them in ways that no other characters are linked to the point where not crapping on them, but I don't really care in this movie, some of the other subplots because I'm more interested in what's going on with those two and Luke for sure. Uh It's Uh way more interesting. Ray kind of attacks him right away. And he's like, you don't even know me. Yeah. You don't understand what I went through. I, you know, I'm a Skywalker. I based our solo really, but either way, it's like, you know, I have the Skywalker blood. I'm supposed to be a Jedi. Like, I end up being a kid, and then one night I wake up, and my uncle is looking at me with a lightsaber lit in his hand. Yep. What do you expect me to do? Exactly. Yeah. That man, those scenes are so awesome. Awesome, I love yeah. them. Like the one scene where she's outside the Falcon and it's raining. Yeah. And then he turns to his hand. There's water on it. 
I mean, that's just wild. Yes, that, that was absolutely intense, wild. Well, let's go a little bit deeper now. I want to talk about the actual well scene, okay? So she goes into the well. By the way, this is a huge indicator, in my opinion, on what is going to happen with her character in yeah. The Force Awakens. Yeah. Huge indicator. I've got a huge you theory. Mean, you mean Rise of Skywalker. Or Rise of Skywalker, sorry. I literally just keep calling them all the same thing, so. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it here, but I think that this, if you're interested in theories, um, look here. Anyway. She goes down in the well and basically continues to see herself. And it says, show me my parents. And it goes and... She it, still sees herself. She still sees herself. Oh, man. I'm excited. I really hope that <laughs> yep. this is... I hope my idea is real. Rick, I'll tell you after the podcast. Oh, but, yes. Can't wait to hear that one. But I love that moment where she decides to embrace the dark side. Because yeah. knowledge. Yeah. She willingly embraces it. You know, Luke... Um, you know, and before that, Luke has a good moment with her where basically she's like, we need you. And he's like, "At the, the Jedi at their height of power allowed Palpatine to take over. And a Jedi Knight was directly, like, trained Darth Vader. And you're like, yeah. yeah, that is true. All that did happen. All that did and happen. You can, you can look at the situation that happened with him. He tried to train up some new students, rebuild the order. His best student he had. The guy in his own bloodline, the strongest one, he ended up turning on him. Yeah. Basically yes. because of something he did. And, well, and can we talk about the, let's talk about their FaceTime situation right after that. I love that scene. Yeah. I genuinely Same. think that scene is awesome. Where Same. they touch hands. Oh, yeah. And yep. Luke walks in and it's both of them. And he's like, Same. stop. And then the force all around him breaks. And you don't know if it's mm-hmm. Luke or if it's Ray and Kylo. You don't know. Yeah. Yep. But there's so much anger and emotion there. It's like, wait. Yeah. Love it, love it, love it. And then the fight scene between her and him, I mean, it's fine. I think it's kind of humorous, actually. Oh. Where he's just dodging her. And then she actually has to use the lightsaber on him, the only way she can win. Oh. Mm-hmm. And I love where you see Luke's force comes back. Yep. You see him. Yeah. He he- he- uh, levitates. And then he basically rejects the lightsaber again for Ray to leave with Chewbacca to go. She's like, I see good in him. I'm going to go get him. Yep. Right. Which could have worked. She could have worked. Well, I guess we'll talk, we'll talk about that. could have worked, man. Um, only, I want to talk about that one a lot. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to think There's a lot to say. So I want to kind of, before we jump into the next thing, I want to mention Porgs were funny, but I do love those little creatures where Ray is practicing with the lightsaber and <laughs> they, uh, they're they walking with the barrel and then they just <laughs> the rock comes oh, flying yeah, through and knocks the barrel off the rock and it just crushes their barrel. That was hilarious. I, oh, I, it was so funny. Very funny. Uh, yeah. All right. Next, let's uh, talk about part two of our series here. So we want to talk about the space race. Yeah. So with this space race, what I really, I guess, want to focus on here, all right, is... I guess the beginning, but also kind of how it all builds up. Um, so, Ruck, let's kind of walk through the beginning. We get Poe, and I, I kind of want to speed it up just a little bit, but Poe essentially is like, hey, we're part of the resistance. You know, we're going to basically bring a bomber out. He bombers out here to destroy dreadnoughts. Like, when's the next chance we get to destroy a dreadnought? And Leia's like, that's not the point, doofus. <laughs> right, right. Of course, she's always the voice of reason. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, and basically, like, we're, we're losing a lot of people, and unfortunately for, unfortunately kind of for the Resistance, they're in a, they're in a real bind here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, they finally, I want to kind of fast forward, they, we get out of hyperspace, right? We get, you know, they, basically, the, 
Pyro found them. They're able to track them out of hyperspace, which got a lot of fans upset. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's true. That pissed a lot of people off. It really did. Which, like, it's convenient. I'm going to say it's convenient. And we, I use that word a lot in Force Awakens. I can only use it a few times in this. Yeah, it's convenient, but I can let it slide. I can let it slide because, for all we know, same. they have it. Yeah. Same. But, yeah, the technology de- hasn't didn't exist before, but it does now. So yeah. right. I'm okay with it's that. not a significant plot hole to where it ruins the whole freaking movie. Exactly. Um, only beef yeah. I have is that it takes them hours. Like they literally are just in space. Yeah, forever. that's true. But then we get the bombing of basically all the pilots die, and then yeah. we get the bombing mm-hmm. of the um, dreadnought. The main, oh, sorry, main club. So I want to talk, like, Dreadnought, we just were going to move past that okay. a little bit. Sorry. The, when they attack the cabin, main cabin, right? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want to talk about that, too. Uh, let's talk about Leia, Leia's force abilities. Oh. Oh, my God. One of Her my force abilities? One of my least favorite scenes from this movie. Honestly, one of my least favorite scenes in the history of every Star Wars oh, movie I've yeah, ever seen. yeah. It's a little cringy on the rewatch. It yeah, is. Definitely. It really is. It just seems it's unnecessary. Yeah, so unnecessary. Like it benefits. So unnecessary. Yeah, it benefits like Kylo Ren's character because it shows like he didn't pull the trigger on his own mom, but it doesn't benefit Leia's character at all because she just comes back. Zero. She just comes back and she's the same. No, nothing has changed. What would have been better, in my opinion, is like one of the bombs hit and puts a massive hole in, right? And Leia and, like, a few people die, and then Leia uses the Force and, like, basically blocks it all off. You know what I mean? Right, right. And basically, like, lets everybody escape. Like, but even then, I don't yeah, like it. Yeah, either way, I don't it's like still it. bad. It was just so... And everybody that I was with in the theater was just like, are you serious? Did that really just happen? Yeah. Did she just CGI float in the air for, like, a good two minutes? Mary Poppins. Uh, yeah, there was memes about this. Oh, yeah, it was, it was pretty big. Uh, the Blue Milk, there were a lot of memes on that, too. We haven't talked about that yet. Um, we'll talk about, we'll talk about maybe something memes later. Actually, we won't. Blue drinks and Blue Milk, it's kind of weird. There you go. Uh, anyway. well, oh, yeah, one of my least favorite scenes. It was just so corny. Yeah. It was too much. I don't think it was necessary. Not at all. Not at all. And Honestly, I really wanted Kylo to pull the trigger. I was hoping he was going to do it. Yeah, let's, we'll get into that in a minute. We'll talk about the, well, I want to talk more about Kylo in a few. Yeah. Okay. Um, Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So when we talk about the throne room, I want to talk about Kylo before everything and then, right, and then actually what happens in the throne room. So, uh, plot twist, a lot of crazy crap. Um, Anyway, moving forward with the actual plot and the space race, we get... We get Commander Hold or Vice Admiral Holdo, and we get Rose in a pretty short proximity. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so I'm not. Decide. <laughs> yeah, man. And and we, I hate, I hate, man, I hate the fact that these female characters, right? Because everyone's like, you hate female characters. Like, no, I actually really want there just to be a good one. Like, Leia's an awesome character. Oh, facts. You love Leia. Like everyone loves Leia. And we don't. We like Ray too. Yeah, I actually like Ray a lot in this movie. Yeah, in this movie, this movie Ray is good. very good. Agreed. Much Agreed. better, more progressed. So, but man, like, dude, they just Holdo. Why don't you just tell Poe what you're thinking? Oh my gosh. He's a captain commander, like, but he's part of the leadership, right? 
You know how easy it would be to pull them aside and say, I know mm-hmm. you're angry. I understand. Mm-hmm. I need you to trust me, right? Yep. You, like you are respected by so many people here. Yeah. They, I need you to have confidence in me. Like He's I'm one of the best they've got. Yes. That's all you have to say is like, I know what, like, I know that you don't know me and I know that you don't trust me, but I need you to respect me. There we go. Yeah. Boom. Guess there what? There we go. I infinitely more respect her character, right? Yep. And and then her sacrifice is like, wow. But yeah. no, she's just like, oh, fly boy. Huh. You're just triggered. You know, it's like, why are you yelling at It's not him? like you allowed us to all escape the base in the first place. Like yeah. literally without you, we all would have died. Exactly. We all would have died. All you have to do is tell him, hey, this is what we're thinking. We like, now you don't even need to tell him your whole plan, but you just need to say the fewer people that know, like, this is a top secret mission. Like, trust me. I just need you to trust what I'm thinking. Hell, it almost was like she was trying to trick him or something. Yeah. And that's the other thing is she tells, (laughs) she obviously tells other people her plan. Yeah. So right. you could have just told it to him. Like, and it makes sense because yep. he's in a position of power. On, But instead, of course, he's like, yeah, you aren't acting in our best interest. Like, you're giving up on us. Because he has no idea what's going on. Yes. Exactly. Give him exactly. something to do. And so Holdo, she somewhat redeems herself. But man, like, that's a wasted plot. That is a wasted plot, man. Sucks. Mm-hmm. Next, let's talk about Canto Bite. Let's just bite the bullet, get this thing over with. Oh, boy. Rose, <laughs> Carson, My for those of you that don't know, my brother hates Rose. He thinks she's the worst character since Jar Jar Binks, and he's not even, like, joking. Wow. That's some strong words there, man. <laughs> he, he says, he's like, that whole scene where she just says, I wish I could punch this whole little perfect place in its face. He's like, what is right. wrong with yeah. you? Yeah. I wasn't a fan of that one either. Different aspect, though. Finn doesn't have a lot to do in this movie. They really... Force Awakens gave him a lot to do. I liked his character a lot. And he used a lightsaber multiple times yes. in that movie. Yes, exactly. So we have downgraded here. In this movie, he's following her to a casino. Anyway, the whole point is to find the Codebreaker, which I get it. It's an interesting plot in and of itself. Canto Bite's not awful, but... I think the problem with Rose is she's just so freaking annoying. Yeah. There's nothing about her character where it's like, oh, she's such a hero. She's so cool. I want to be like, save the world like she did. There's not a lot of swag going on there for me. No, and somehow she makes it even worse later in the movie. We'll get to that in a bit. But on Canto Bite, she hates the place. And this Uh is my, my hottest of hot takes. Okay, <laughs> they free the one code breaker. They get out fine. Right. She who would... I loved, by the way, okay. one of my favorite characters in the movie. All right, let's all, let's get to that. So, oh, yes. at the same time, Rose frees all these animals because they've been abused. Fine. Well, but there's literally a child chained <laughs> to the thing next to the animal. I never noticed that, but that's a good call. Yeah. What are you like? So you're like, hey, kid, I'm going to give you a ring pop. <laughs> but just let us go free. 
it, it drives me crazy <laughs> every time I, I watch it. I've never noticed that, but you're totally right. Yeah, you're 100%. Literally, these kids are slaves, and she's like, whatever. Like, but I got to free these little, these little horse little. things. Well, they're, little, big, yeah. they're big horse things. Uh, and then running through the casino, BB-8 gives us a little bit of fun in this. All of this, where he like is making fun of the guy, and then takes all the coins, and then shoots them and spits them at everybody. Yeah, um, I'm a big BB-8 fan, man. He's funny. He's a cute droid. Yes, he is. Good job. Good job of the Ryan Johnson, JJ yes. Abrams. Nice work. Uh, and then the, the new generations R2D2. Yes. Yes. Um, what do we want to talk about next with all? Do we want to go more into Holdo? So Holdo essentially is like, hey, we're going to empty the canister. We're going to empty the fuel into these transports and then go on crate. While, uh-huh. you know, and she's basically like, you know, they can blow us up and then we can chill there until it's all over, which makes sense. Right. Uh, right. Let's talk, I guess, a little bit more about the Death Star with Thin Rose. Because not a lot happens. Basically, Poe takes over, finds out that they aren't going to make it. Admiral Holdo takes over, and then she just is in command after that. Um, I want to talk about the ending with that with... Uh, the re- the throne room because I think all that ties in together pretty nicely. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> do anything else you want to talk about Rose and Finn? Let's talk about DJ. DJ is the code breaker. Ruck, you like him? Why? Oh my gosh, he was. Ah oh, man, it's just once again there's something with me in movies about characters that are in that gray area between good or evil, and you don't know what their intentions are, but the only thing you know about them is. I'm going to do whatever I can to benefit me. Kind of like the Mandalorian. Basically. Basically. Like, he's not good. He's not evil. He's just like, I'm in this for me, and I'm going to do whatever it takes on either side account to get what I want. I love when Finn is like, why are you ransacking your own ship? Oh, my God, this isn't your ship. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Uh, Once again, another comedic relief moment that wasn't super overdone or forced. Yeah. Yes. And I do think some of these movies force some comedy at times. Uh, Force Awakens, I'm not saying forced. Even the, I don't know. Some of the times they force it. But, you know, anybody that goes into these movies and they're like, I just want this to be serious. It shouldn't be comedy. It's like, come on. That's so dumb. Yeah. It is. It is. Even Han Solo, I mean, to this day, one of my favorite scenes of just, I think it's complete improv, but it's where Han is in the Death Star. He's like, um, everything is uh, fine here. Uh, yeah, just uh, weapons malfunction. They're like, what's your code symbol? Or whatever. He's like, um, ah, uh, and then just takes the blaster and shoots it. He's like, look, yeah, we're going to yeah. have a lot of heat. <laughs> but yeah, like, Han had some funny moments. He's not one of my favorite characters, but he had some Definitely funny moments Ooh. over the top. Ruck, Ruck, you are, your favorite characters are probably very different than my favorite characters. Um, my favorite characters are different than a lot of people's. Makes sense. We'll talk about that actually once we're done. Here. Right, right, right. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Either way, I want to move on. Do we want to move on now? Let's. So DJ basically, they break into the Death Star. I'm kidding. The Imperial fleet, uh, and then they're going to break the code. One scene I want to bring up really quick. I love the shot where it's the little like thing coming down. You don't know what it is like. Shh. And it lands, and it's just an iron with the uniforms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's very funny. Like, oh, that's a sweet touch there. <laughs> yeah, very. I like, that's that's good. Um, but I want to just approach this. So they get captured, and basically are put up for execution. And then I love when Rose is fighting against the stormtroopers, and is like, "You like snake?" And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> "What are you doing?" <laughs> 
If yeah. I'm a stormtrooper, oh, I just like yeah. punch her, and I'm like, shut up and sit down. We're going to execute right. you in a minute. Like, anyway. Yeah. Uh, throne room. All this kind of goes hand in hand. I want to end. Let's end with the Captain Phasma. Actually, let's end, let's end this line because I don't want to talk about that anymore. So basically, after some events happen, somehow Rose and Finn avoid execution, by the way. Think about this. They go to like, they're about to land it. And then Holder does her thing, which we'll talk about in a second. And then Rose and Finn somehow are just like all the stormtroopers are gone. And then the stormtroopers come back like 10 seconds after they wake up. Yep. Very weird. Captain Phasma. Yeah, that works, right? Yeah, very. So I want to only approach this because Captain Phasma, in my opinion, is the single most overhyped character in Star Wars history. The least dramatic death. (laughs) Ooh, I like that. I like that. It sucks. She's in 90 seconds of A Force Awakens. Of The Force Awakens. She's probably in, what? We're going to give her like three minutes of screen time in this one? If that. Yeah, if that. Not interesting. Not exciting. Sucks. Overrated. And then they end up escaping. Point is... Let's get to the throne room. This is the good stuff. This is the best scene. By far. In any of the new movies. By far. Okay. Since the original trilogy. I want to talk about, though, before we even get to the throne room scene, let's talk about the first throne room scene with Kylo, Hux, and Snoke. Nathaniel, why don't you jump in here, buddy? I mean, I know you like the other one a lot more, but I think this really sets a good groundwork for the relationship. So, like I mentioned earlier, it's the scene where Snoke is basically talking to Kylo Ren. He's like, you lost to a girl with no, has not betrayed any of your powers. And you kind of just see, like, Hux walking past, uh, past like, Kylo and just, like, smiling. Yeah. Like, I'm, like, I'm better than you or something. Yep, yeah, I'm dad's favorite now. Yeah. <laughs> and That's exactly the look on his face he had, too. It, I don't know. It's just, it's a great scene because... Snoke does point out, like, kind of what we're all thinking. Like, you, you really lost to this girl who has no ability, like, no yeah. force abilities. And that's, that's like, a really big thing about how he's so pissed. I mean, think about it. I'd be really mad, too. I mean, yeah, that'd be the equivalent of me playing chess most of my life, and then you've never played in your life, and then we play, and you beat me. Yep. Yep. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa what in the... Yeah, hold on. So... I want to approach it from a slightly different angle. Uh, we get Snoke is very angry in this, and I, I love when he berates him, right? And he's like, when the moment came, I didn't hesitate, right? I killed Han Solo. He's like, and it nearly split your soul. Yeah. And he's like, I've given yeah. everything I have to the dark side. And you see, like, there's a desperation, and he's still a boy, right? Like, he's a young person who's just trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah. And he gets that idea where it's, all I want to do is make you happy. Like, I've done everything I could, and that's not enough. And that leads to him basically, you know, take that ridiculous mask off. And it's like, wow, okay. Snoke is aggressive. He's angry. Even when he stands up, he force lightnings him. It's like, wow, we get a real Yeah, man. Snoke. And that leads he, to, yeah. You have to make somebody that mad and feel that much hurt and pain in order to get him to completely turn to the dark side in the first place. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and I, I think it's interesting where it's that dynamic is already created. We get this, I'm in charge of you, right? Like yep. you are so much lesser than me. It's insane. Yeah. To, yep. So we get him breaking his helmet into that elevator. Love that moment where he's just so angry. It's like everything I've done is for nothing. Then yes we, and no. Then one, get, I, would, I just want to add, CP. Yeah, yeah, please. One major thing that I like that Kylo Ren does throughout the times we see him that Vader didn't do, if we're going to compare the two, 
is that Kylo throws these temper tantrums that just are kind of funny, kind of immature, but it really shows you that this kid has no self-control over himself and he has too much power than he begins to even know what he can do with it. Yeah. Yes, very much And the so. temper tantrums definitely show that. Yeah. Darth Vader never threw temper tantrums. <laughs> no. <laughs> you just kill somebody. Right, exactly. He's for he very strict, very militant, very yeah. trained in every single way you could be in the dark and light side. But you can just see Kylo's rawness, but still his potential of his power. But you can definitely see the more emotional side of him as opposed to what Vader was. Kylo's a more mature Anakin Skywalker. Yo, yeah. Oh, man. You hit the nail on the head there, man. He doesn't look at girls. He doesn't stare at girls. Yeah, the difference is he doesn't see the first girl he sees. He's not like, oh, yes. Very, very true. I never in my life have I seen a set of boot. I mean, a woman. <laughs> oh gosh, we already we already did the prequels, man. Let's hating, leave that in the past. Hating Christmas, we already man. did the prequels. Poor dude. I mean, the awful. Anyway, yeah. So I, I do want to. I guess I want to touch on. I'm going to touch on the elevator sequence briefly. So Ray okay. basically gets shot in there uh, into the Death Star. Or, I keep saying Death Star. I'm sorry. The uh, Snoke ship. And then her and Kylo take the elevator to Snoke's throne room. And basically, we have a fun exchange where, not fun, but I like it a lot because it's her saying, I know you're going to turn to my side when the time comes. And he says, I saw your future too. I know you're going to turn to my side when it comes. And I know who your parents are. Yeah. And it's like, okay, carrot, right? Dangle that carrot. Dangle that carrot. Dangle that carrot. Make, yeah. her, make her stay. Nathaniel, I know you love this scene. Why don't you kind of walk us through? We don't have to go plot by plot, but man, what do you love about this scene? I mean, there wasn't there wasn't that much interaction between like Kylo Ren and Rey in The Force Awakens. It was kind of just like, we're mad at each other, but like, I don't, I don't really know why we're that mad at each other. Anyways. He even makes a comment in this movie. He's like desperately looking for a father figure. Yeah. He's like, I killed mine because like you're searching, you're looking for a father figure in Han Solo, now Luke Skywalker. Why? Like, you desperately need your parents, right. but why? Um, and then we get his, you know, in this one, it kind of makes sense. Anyway, sorry, to me, I cut you off. Yeah, so they go into the throne room, and it's just like, excellent. Thank you for, like, carrying out my orders. And it kind of makes it seem like, oh, Snoke was the one behind all And it kind of is. And he says, yeah. He says, Snoke, yeah. Snoke's the one behind all of this, really. He mocks her. He's like, oh, you did you see something that I couldn't in my apprentice? Some yep. vision. He's like, foolish girl. I was the one who connected your mind. I see everything. Yes. Like, I'm the overruling power. Yes. And he's like, that true Jedi spirit. And then he, he of course, finds Luke with the force, right? And he's like, that true right. Jedi fire, right? True spirit. And he, she grabs the lightsaber and goes to attack. And then he just throws her. He, I mean, he tosses her like tossed. a rag doll. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We could obviously see that Snoke's force powers are just completely freaking ridiculous if he can do something like that to Ray, who yes. we've seen has extremely, extremely raw force potential as well. Yes. Now, yeah. let's get to the scene. The and scene. And now, like, you know, while he's waxing poetic, you know, now my apprentice will, you know, and he's like, I know what I must do. Yep. Who wants to go? Who wants to talk about this one? I don't need to talk about it. Nathaniel, you want to do it? I know you want to. 
Okay. Yeah, Nathaniel's taking it away, man. Well, Ruck, why don't you talk about, like, the scene here where he kills Snoke, you and can, then I'll you, talk about, like, them. Post, yes. I'll talk about after that. So, Ruck, you love, okay. I know you love Kylo. We're, we'll talk, we're oh, going to talk yes. more about this stuff anyway. All right, go, what, man, what was going through your head when he looks at her and is like, I know what I have to do? And then the next minute is like, oh my God. Well, the first thing I thought when um, Snoke gave that little speech, like, what did he say before um, Kylo forced the saber through him? I forgot exactly what he said. Yeah, he just talks about, he's like, takes the lightsaber ignites it and kills and strikes his like true, true enemy. enemy strikes down his true enemy right and i'm thinking okay so he's going to take the lightsaber try to kill ray and ray is going to do something to get herself out of it yeah. because ray is of course not dying in this movie yeah and kylo does something i never thought was going to happen in the second movie and this man slices his own master in half Therefore, making him the new master. The supreme leader. Do I Instantly. Yeah, supreme leader. Instantly. I love the music in this scene. Instantly. Something Darth Vader could not do. Yes. So, actually, I might cut this scene into here. Um, actually, I won't do it, but who am I kidding? I'll, I'm going to do it. So, 45 minutes, I'm going to cut the scene in here. Just so everybody gets a shot. I uh, get to listen to it. With this scene, the music is so incredible. Where it's the Star Wars theme starts playing, right? So the dun 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 dun, dun like right, as right, soon right. as the saber goes through, and then she forces it and picks her hand up and grabs it, right? Mm-hmm. And I love how she looks up at him with like admiration, and like we're doing this together, right? And then he ignites his lightsaber, and at the same time they turn in that slow motion form, <laughs> and we get an incredible lightsaber sequence. Yes, yeah. we do. Ruck, you love Legend. lightsaber fights. Le- oh, le- lightsaber fights are my favorite part about Star Wars. And I will say that from the first time I turned on the movie till now. What did you <laughs> what did you think of this one? I mean, because I think this isn't awesome. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I like the fact that it showed that because the prequels were literally the Jedi in their prime. Oh, yeah. Like this was during war. Everybody was trained to fight because everybody was fighting at the time. But we think about it now, it's like the Jedi and the Sith are basically no more. It's done. That war's been over with for a really long time. And they're technically fighting under a time of peace, quote unquote. So the fighting style seemed a lot more raw and less choreographed, but it made it better. Than oh, yeah. it did in the prequels, honestly, to watch. Yeah. Very so much that, so. That, that's my whole take on the, I the love, whole scene where the actual fight happened. I like how each guard has their own weapon of choice. And Agreed. it's all lightsaber sensitive. Yep. So we're, that was so cool. Oh yes. my gosh. And, and we have the like we have the ones with the whips. We have the ones mm-hmm. with like the two knives, like stabbing. We have the one with like a staff that they can break in, right? It's very, very cool with the spears, and then we get some violent kills in this. We do. Yeah. Violent. Disney was pushing it, man. Yeah, I'm right. Like he throws the one guy into the like little area below Snoke's chair and just explodes. Yeah, I was like, whoa. A lot of lightsabers through the head. Through I mean, it's it's violent. He decapitates one or two. Kylo does. It's kind of like a dance. That's the best way I can 
picture it. Uh-huh. Oh, uh-huh. Is it and then I just love where he fights. He's got three people, he's got two, he pushes both of them off and then goes like kills the one. And then basically grabs a stick, like one of the spears off from the side, and then is fighting with the spear and the lightsaber. And they're just going hand in hand. And then he looks over at Ray and is yep. like, all right, how can I protect her? The camera is camera works incredible in this. It's like zooming so in on her. So good. So good. Shifting our focus as an audience, like from him to her, him to her. Like they're both in peril, both looking at each other who's in peril. Love it. Just love how all of this has played out. Uh, and then the final kill, sick. Where she's mm-hmm. like, bing, throws it, he grabs it and literally hits the button and kills the guy. Yep, straight through the noggin. Yes. All right, so at this point, they're firing on the transports. And he's, uh, when I say he, I mean Kylo Ren. Ray is like, we have to save the fleet. Nathaniel, take it from here. Yeah. So, yeah, like you said, she basically says, like, they're, like, we're taking the fleet. Mm-hmm. You, like, you have, like, 20 of your people left. Both of our sides here, like, are basically over at this very instant. Over. We, like, we could end all of this right now. And right now. His, his pitch is basically, join me. This, we can leave all this, let's kill our past. Like, we yep. can leave all this in the past. You barely have anybody that's left for you. I have, I have like, nobody that I still want to, like, be a part, like, uh, with and be a part of. Mm-hmm with me, mm-hmm. why don't we join, like, we, we actually understand each other, basically, which is what we see from the little FaceTime things. Like, they actually understand each other. Right. And they understand what each other's going through. And he's like, why don't we join you? We can rule the Empire together. And that's a vague term, you know? Like, that's basically saying, join me and we'll find the best way to rule the galaxy together. Whatever way that and might be. And he literally says, forget the Sith, forget the Jedi... Forget, forget the, the good and the level, light. the empire, mm-hmm. forget all of it. And it's like, let's just do this together. Let's start, yep. let's start again. And then I love where he says, you, you, you're like, you're nothing in this story. And he's like, you know who your parents were? And she's just is crying. She's like, yeah, they're nobodies. They're nobodies. He's like, yeah. Yeah. And he basically said, yeah, they're nobodies. <laughs> I love that line where he's just like, they, you know, we're con- I can't remember. It was, um. Once again, another mind manipulation tactic. But either way, look, I don't. I wish that was the case. I'm. I don't. I. I think it's going to be retconned in this movie, which I'm sad about. I wish that was the case yeah, because I wish they were nobody's. Yeah, I love that idea from him, where he's like, "You have no place in this story. You're nobody, but not to me. Not to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a great line, and it's like it is. And he, and he reaches his hand out, like, me and you together can do whatever we want to do. He's like, please. Yes, and then he, like, begs her. Please. It's so sad, and that's why I understand why you like Kylo so much. And this yeah, is... Yeah, man. He and, does his own thing. He doesn't care about any sort of order or anything. And that's one of the things, like, that's one of the best times at Star Wars. It's like, putting myself in this situation, like, what would I do? And quite yep. frankly, I would gladly accept that offer. And he t- like, thinking about where Ray's at, like, mm-hmm. actually nobody. Like, well, all that stuff that he said is true. Yeah. To, yep. to rule the galaxy. I wish he would have said, if she says, here's the deal, stop firing on my friends, right? Mm-hmm. And then if you stop firing on them, I will join you. Like that, like, well, we can go together, but I want them to be safe and I want you not to worry about him. Because I think he just wants to get away from all of yeah. it. 
is that's him pleading with her, like, let's let's leave, and we can we don't have to come back to this ever again. We can just spend time yeah. together. Like, I, you're the only person who's taking the time to like learn who I am. Yeah, exactly, man. And then we get an incredible moment when she reached her hand out. I knew she wasn't taking it, which I'm so sad about. I think she should have. She totally should have. It would have been a more interesting story. It would have been, but let's be real here. I know Disney's not going to do that, but... If it was the third movie, she definitely should have done it. I think the second would have been even better for us. And her not go dark side. It's her tell him, here's the deal. Like, And he basically says, we'll be the gray in between. It doesn't matter, right? That's a very interesting concept there. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I, either way, I mean, you have to have a third... We, they already said there was going to be a third movie, so I get it. But right. And she, you... You, you just can't be both, man. You can't be both. Oh, but you can. Mace Windu's kind of both. He's not kind of both. He's he a Jedi, is. but he uses the dark side for his sighting style. I, he, he does, but Mace is not both. <laughs> That's all right. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> the only person I think that was kind of sort of considered both and could be considered bad or good was Qui-Gon or Kylo. Uh, Count Dooku. Qui-Gon is a Jedi. Qui-Gon's in your case for... He's not both. Qui-Gon! He, he's a Jedi, but he just doesn't... He just kind of breaks the rules. Um, well, exactly. <laughs> but, like, you're not a bad person just because you break some rules. So, let's take a look at... I want to... Interesting there. I want to... So, while that's going on, he reaches for the lightsaber. They both get stuck in the Force here, right? And at the oh, same time... So... Holdo's turning the ship and goes into hyperspace. One, how does anybody survive that, by the way? Anybody. Because she didn't hit directly. I see. So the ship goes down. It only cuts off, like, the left side of it. Yes. Okay, I see what you're saying. But a lot of the First Order should be dead. Either also, way. also one of the coolest scenes in the home movie. The, it, awesome. the fact that it goes silent. Love it. Is just... Agreed. Oh. Love it. Agreed. The first, the in last the hour of this movie is incredible. So good. It's maybe one of my favorite Star Wars movies. Like, if you just had kind of the last hour there. Love it. Awesome. Tons of moments. And we aren't even done yet. We haven't even gotten a crate, which so many awesome scenes there, too. So, we end up, the transports get there. The ship gets broken in half. Ray escapes. Uh, I like the scene where Hux is, sees Kylo laying down. And he goes and reaches mm-hmm. for his gun. And then Kylo wakes up, and, and then he goes and puts slowly it puts away. it back away. And he's like, um, hello. Yep. <laughs> All hail the Supreme... Yeah, she killed the Supreme Leader. <laughs> oh, and he did not want any problems. Right, and that's what's interesting, that. is oh, he yeah. says, she killed the Supreme Leader. Yeah. Yep. And, and I find that so interesting, because now he he's angry. And now he's put himself in a position where, unfortunately, he has to be something he actually, turns out, we found out he doesn't want to be. He doesn't want to be Supreme Leader. Because he thought, he thought she, I think Kylo Ren thought that she was going to accept it. Yes. I did too. Did you realize he I looks, did too. Adam Driver, great job in this movie. Actually, yeah. almost wow. all the acting is phenomenal in this movie. It really um, is. Across the board. So, I want to highlight though, Kylo Ren, his character, and Adam Driver does a good job of this, of looking more deranged after she turns him away. For sure. True. Did you guys notice in That's that scene? That's a really good point. True. Like yeah. he, he had starts using force choke and looks just like crazy and you're like, wow. He's actually he's gone. Yeah. Which the is the fact wild. that she said no, 
made him even more angry and probably pushed him more toward the dark. Yeah, like, the two throne room scenes. The first thing is Snoke telling him he's never going to be good enough, he's never has been good enough. He's absolutely pissed. And then in all of this, he thinks, there's, there's this one hope, and that's Rey. If she joins me, like, I think she'll join me. If she joins me, like, I found it. Like, I found the thing that it's been missing. And then yep. to hear it for a second time that, that that's not going to work out, I mean, I can't even imagine to think. Awful. What yeah. happened? Awful. Uh, and then we get the crate sequences. So uh, Rose and Finn show up. That's fine. BB-8's back with his old buddy Poe. Uh, we get well, Ray and them show up. Right, so the First Order then comes and basically is trying to blast in the door. And this feels very much... This is, once again, a good job of using... Of, like, paying homage to Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because it looks kind of like Hoth. It's set up like Hoth. And it's like, all right, cool. And it's a mini Death Star technology, they say, to blast into the door. Um, and basically wipe out the resistance once and for all. Now, I don't really know where we want to focus on here. I want to talk about Finn, though, and Finn's run. Finn, in my opinion, and I think we actually, I mean, I all agree with it, but, Rook, I'm going to posit this to you. Should Finn have died in that scene? Um, yes. Are you in agreement, Nathaniel? To stop the thing from... Yeah. But then again, if he would have died in that scene, we couldn't, we wouldn't have had, like, the Luke Skywalker scenes to follow. Well, we would have, but that thing would have been they would over have been there. Very different. Yeah, that's true. I guess my issue is one: Rose should have killed both of them in that collision. Okay, I was in insurance for a while, guys. Um, car wrecks are pretty dangerous. Can you imagine Indeed. a speeder going 100 miles an hour, flying into you head first, and then you just jumping out of it? Like Rose, what's wrong? And then she's like, "I saved you, dummy. We aren't gonna kill each other by what we want. We kill each other by what we have." <laughs> Oh, I have no idea what she says. I just kind of make it up every time. And then she's like, ah, kiss him. And it's the most awkward and cringy kiss of any movie I've it ever seen. It was so awkward. Finn's like, ooh, that's kind of gross. I want Ray. Where's she at? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, man. You always want, like, the, you know, the number one queen of the movie. The smoke show, yeah. Um <laughs> But with, with that in mind, so Luke comes out, so Leia sends out her distress signal. And I want to I get to this right now. I'm going to get to the heart of my issues with actually this movie and all, a lot of these movies. Leia sends her personal signal out to get to allies in the outer rim. What do they hear back? Absolutely nothing. The galaxy doesn't give a crap that the Empire exists doesn't or the First Order. Care at all. So why enough, do these yeah. people... That's another crazy reason that uh, Ray didn't join Kylo Ren. Like, yes. nobody cares. No. Like, why are we still doing this? Like, why is this have to be a problem? Why and do we have to be fighting like this? I love how Ryan Johnson, I mean, when he was writing this, and I, I love this movie. I love so many aspects of this movie, and I love that idea of kill the past. Like, why are we still doing why this? Why are we still fighting? Yep. And with that in mind, we get, and I, and I hate using the word iconic, but I genuinely think this is iconic. The showdown between Kylo and Luke. Oh, yes. It is so good. Oh, awesome. yes. Luke's the only one that shows up. And Luke force projects himself into look the same way he did with the same lightsaber, right? That Kylo mm-hmm. saw him as. So yep. to make him most angry. Yeah. Yep. So we get the scene where he walks out there, right? 
And Kylo's like, aim every cannon we have, every gun we have on that man. Yeah. More! More! Like, he goes all insane. I love Hux. Is like, all of them. I think you got him. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough. And then he's still there, of course. Um, oh, of course. And man, then he just wipes off his shoulder a little bit. Yeah, Nathaniel's doing it right now. Yeah. Oh. Hey. Go and brush your shoulder off. You know my favorite rapper is Jay-Z, man. I know. I know. That's why I said it. <laughs> um, but then what, what happens is between Kylo and Luke, man, I, I genuinely love, I, I mean, I love so much of this. This scene is, is awesome in every aspect of it. So Luke's there. We don't get an actual lightsaber fight, but Ruck, let's go to you. I know you like lightsaber fights. I know this isn't a fight, but was this really sick for you? Going into the movie, seeing all the commercials and everything, I expected a big, like, three to four minute duel between the two that was epic with a bunch of flips and swings and sounds and things like that and crazy force powers. But when I first saw what I actually got, I wasn't too thrilled, to be honest with you. Did you like it better on the rewatch or are you still not thrilled with it? I like it better in hindsight. Okay. Because them fighting would have proved way less than what actually happened. Because Luke would have lost, well, quote unquote, lost in the end eventually. Probably, yeah. And I love the line so, he delivers where he says, everything you just said is wrong. Yep, and he says exactly what he said to Ray, And he just says, like, see you around, kid. Yeah. Yep. And he just leaves. Yep. And then I love when he's like, if you strike me down, I'll be with you forever, just like your father. Yep. Man, that's such a good and you run so And man, there's so many clues that make you realize he's not actually there. There's yeah. so uh-huh. many little clues. And and I love when he stabs him through it. And Luke yep. still swipes at him. And Luke's still there. He's running so angry. And he swipes through him. And yeah, see you around, Ooh. kid. See you around, kid. Uh-huh. It's like the ultimate just backslap. Yep, and then Luke becomes one with the Force. Dude, I get ch- I'm getting chills right now. I actually, and you can call me what you will, I get tears in my eyes every single time I see Luke die with the binary sun. Yeah, same. It's sick because the whole journey same. starts with that. You know, his journey starts with looking out at the binary sun. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it ends with him looking out and then it's, like you said, he's using the Force the whole time like he's back. He's one with the force and he's going to be around forever. And man, this movie yep. tomorrow, I'm probably going to cry. Sorry, boys. Heads up. Just warning you. If, if oh, it, man. I'm going to be so emotional. But that moment is awesome. And, and it ends. So this movie, though, doesn't end there. It ends with Kylo walking in and finding the dice, right? And then he looks up and sees Ray. And she's looking at him, right? And. I just, I love that they both look at each other through the, like, force time. Force time, we'll call it. I love, man. There we go. And she uh, just, she closed the door. Yeah. And know what, though? You realize Snoke wasn't the one doing it the whole time. Yeah. Yep. They actually are looking out for each other. Yeah. And she closes mm-hmm. the door on him. She just closes the door. And it's... In some weird kind of way, man. Um... All right, so the movie ends with the Resistance uh, being basically 20 people on the Millennium Falcon, and if they catch that Falcon, the Resistance is gone, so see ya. But let's talk about the final, the epilogue, I like to say, of the little kid. You, all right, so Nathaniel's rolling his eyes. You don't like it. I don't like it in retrospect. Yeah. 
I mean, I'll, I will like it if they actually make something out of it. If this whole next movie goes and nothing happens related to it, I'm going to be mad. Nothing's going to, by the way. Because, I 100% yeah. agree. The whole point was like, that, why I is think, that there? Then? The whole point is that yeah. the kid believes now in the resistance, right? And he's a force user. So there's hundreds of thousands of these people throughout the galaxy that are willing to fight, right? But he's not like randomly has force powers and you're like, really? Oh, I don't disagree. But I, I think that's the idea is that there's so many people out there with these abilities, right? That they're going to fight prejudice and evil no matter what. I'm not saying right or wrong. I'm just telling you that's why that's my interpretation. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. So anyway, movie ends and yeah, we have it. So we kind of walked through everything in that film. Let's kind of, I want to close with just more fun stuff because I know we, we kind of walked through all of it, but. One thing I want to touch on yeah. that we missed, man. I got to bring it up Oh, now. sorry. We didn't talk about Yoda, man. Dude. Oh, wow. How, do we, how are we going to skip on talking about Yoda? Dude, I cry in that scene too. Oh my goodness. What I am mean? so sorry. Like, I was just, th- how do we skip past Yoda? Wow. I apologize, world. Dude, thank you. <laughs> Awesome, amazing, incredible scene. Oh, yeah. Oh, so... It feels like Yoda from Empire, you know? Yeah, yeah. He's quirky. He's, like, dancing and laughing. And he says, so it's time for the Jedi to die. And he says... He's so at peace with everything going on. And I love when Yoda says, it is time for you to see what's right in front of you and stop looking to the horizon. Yep. Mm. Out of any Jedi that we've known to say forget about the old text and move on, for him to say it, it truly, truly means a lot. Right. And, and it's uh, this is why I do wish Luke survived Last Jedi. I really, really do. I, I think it would have been I think it would have been better if he does all that to Kylo Ren, right? Sits down, like basically realizes what he has. And then uses the force to get the X-Wing out of the water that we see at the beginning. Right. Get in it and then leave. Mm. And it's like he's joining the resistance. Like he's back. But his death is his death site is iconic. Don't be wrong. I, I love that scene. Too. Right, but, right. And I don't, we, will, we this isn't the last we'll see of him. Yes. Right. Let's talk about let's talk about the uh Yoda scene though. Man, so many incredible lines. So many. They, so many. They are what we grow beyond. That's yep. that's the true master's burden. It's so fitting. It's, and it's just... Uh, it just brings back the time when Luke and Yoda first met. And they just... We're just sitting there having a conversation. Oh, yeah. Just Ooh. like old times. You seek Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I love the fact that they use the Empire Yoda. He's a great warrior. War does not make one great. <laughs> Everything he said, he had to come back for it. That's yeah. why Yoda's the goat. I don't believe he- it. That is why you... Fa- I mean, this is that Yoda where it's Skywalker, how I missed you. He is literally the embodiment of everything a Jedi strives to be. And he was the one that told the last living Jedi... To burn the old text and move on. Right. And I do wish we would have seen more of Luke. But yeah, Yoda seen awesome. The Rock, thank you. I apologize. So. Oh, no problem, man. No problem. The sacred Jedi text. <laughs> <laughs> Page turners, they were not. <laughs> and then Yoda just force lightning and the whole tree burns down. 
Oh man, uh, let's move on to last uh, last little bit. I just want to talk to you guys in general here. Rock, I want to start with you. Um, who are your top three favorite um, characters in this in this movie alone? All right. Okay. Well, I'll count them down from you said top three. Yeah, should go three, two, one, or one. It doesn't matter. Oh, okay. That's three. Nice I'm gonna say the codebreaker guy that they found in jail. All right. He's my third favorite. He's like, you'll blow Second. them up tomorrow. You, They blow you up today, you'll blow them up tomorrow. It's just business. Exactly. I like that guy. I just liked how he rolled. He, he was a fun one to watch. Second favorite, I'm going to have to say Mr. Poe. Okay. Poe is, Poe is one of my favorite side characters in the new trilogies, honestly, because oh, it's just he's that guy that's just like, I want to fight and blow up stuff. He's like, permission like, to go blow up some things? I, I, I can get down with that guy. I can get down with him. So second would be Poe. And the first, of course, is Kylo. Is Kylo everyone's one? Yeah, he's my okay, one. Okay, he's my one. Nathaniel, who's your two and three? So my two and three are probably obvious. My two is Rey, because she her character is so much better in this movie than in this Force Awakens. It really is so much better. Totally agree. Yep. And agree. three has to be Luke Skywalker. All right, yeah, that's... Mean, what a great send-off. That's mine for him. It, it's a weird send-off, though, where it's... He but it oddly fits. It oddly fits, and I think you're right. I think Mark Hamill does a great job. He doesn't like this role. He, he wouldn't have done it like this. He said to everybody he wouldn't have done it like this, and I understand that. Um, imagine, once again, it'd be like Daniel Radcliffe coming back, being Harry Potter... And it's like, hey, Harry, we're, you're cutting off all your magic. You don't care about this anymore. I get True. it, right? I mean, imagine True. if a new Dark Wizard came up, though, and it's the same thing he's been through. He's like, what's the point? What am I doing if everyone just keeps dying all the time, right? So I understand uh, that concept. At the end of the day, though, uh, yeah, love Luke. Ray, much better. Good job. Nathaniel, you're spot on there. She's so much better in this movie. So much better. Um uh-huh. We get a lot more personality from her. We get a lot more ignorance in a good way. Because she isn't part For of this sure. world. She doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. So we get her, it, she's more toned down. Where it's, yeah, actually, I, I have no idea what's going on with any of this stuff. I'd love to participate. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, good stuff. Let's, uh, I kind of want to cap it here and finish it off with a little Rise of Skywalker before we move on. So, oh. reviews are very mixed, but there's not like an... They, they aren't cats level, right? <laughs> we aren't getting people that are saying, this is the worst thing you've ever seen, ever. Um, it's a lot of like people mixed. saying... Yeah, it's I, I, get, I see some 4 out of 4. I see some 4 out of 5, right? I see some 3.5 out of 5. I, I don't... I see the worst I've seen is a 2 out of 5 type thing, right? Um, uh. Which isn't bad. It just means somebody just didn't like it, right? Yeah, I, nobody's gonna... Not everyone's going to like it. Yep. Rotten Tomatoes right now, it's at a 58, 59. Yeah, around that area. Um, which, I mean, they still have different people to submit to. People might just be tired of it. Uh, I've heard, though, it's a... Uh, it's a lot. I heard it's a lot. Yeah. Endgame was a lot, by the way, and I felt like I kept up with that pretty easily. So, so yeah, it could be the same way. Yeah, if people that were saying, hey, it's a lot, and I went through Endgame and loved Endgame, it's like, oh, God. Um... However, I'm curious. I'm very curious to see how this all plays out. Same. I, I'm going into this not ex, not knowing what to expect at all, and I love it. Well, I won't tell you my spoilers at all, or my potential spoilers. I don't have any. But uh, I will say I think we're going to get a lot of sick lightsaber action. Um, True. We're getting yeah. Emperor Palpatine, which we'll see if that's put in in a good way. I, I am very skeptical of that, by the way. Um, yeah. Same. I agree with you there. I, I think it's just a, hey, guys, remember that thing we loved? 
throw that right. thing back in. Let's throw one line in there. Yeah, and it's an example of what you were saying. It's like it's not paying like tribute to the old stuff. It's just kind of just bringing it back, and it's like we've already seen this. This is in the past. Yeah, we're just copying exactly. Yeah. Right, and that that's where I like the Last Jedi because Last Jedi is original. It is um, very original. You you cannot, and it's okay. I I guess let's end it with those people that don't like it. If you're pissed at us, I'm sorry, but it's okay. Hey, it's just our opinion. It's just our opinion, it's man. Not a bad movie at all. I love that Great movie, scenes. but I get if you love Luke Skywalker, if that's your guy, I would be very upset too. Mm-hmm. So I completely understand that. And then at the same time, Rose and Finn, they do nothing. They do nothing to add to the story. So Nope, not much. To end this, the Connor cut of this movie, I cut out all scenes with Ro, oh, Ro, Rose and Finn. They all, Every scene that they're in together, I cut the movie out except for the crate scenes. And this movie actually is significantly better. So people, mm, if you're looking to cut about... That's not hard to believe. It's about 20, 25 minutes. You cut it out. A lot less BB-8, which sucks, but got to do what you got to do. So with that in mind, Ruck, uh, Force Awake, or Force Awakens, Rise of Skywalker comes out tomorrow officially. Guys, go, well, when you listen to this, it'll be today. So um, go watch it. I recommend opening weekend so you avoid spoilers. We are going to have a Mandalorian podcast come out today as well, which is going to be great. Mandalorian episode seven. Get hype. One more episode left. And doesn't um, the new episode have a preview of Rise to Skywalker? It does not, but it's at the, I guess, it. I watched it. It kind of does. It's not really a preview. It's like a mini trailer. So, eh. uh, Guys, go watch this movie. Let us know what you think. This is going to be a huge film. It's going to be international. I mean, it's going to break probably a few records. Maybe not. It's going to make a lot of money no matter what. Go just go watch it and let us know what you this think. This is like what forty years in the making now, right? Yeah, man, it's uh, it's interesting. I really hope I like it. I and I, I'm not. Same. I'm not worrying about the reviews, right? Because I love this. We obviously love it, but yeah. So go uh, watch that, and then we're gonna have a podcast out. I believe on Monday um, on the Rise of Skywalker. Uh, so we'll give you guys the opening weekend. Um, Ruck, if you can't see it opening weekend, don't listen to our podcast. One billion. Oh, definitely spoilers. not. I'm gonna try to though. Either way, I'm excited. I think it's going to be me, you, uh, Brandon, Nathaniel. That'd be good. Yeah, we're going to see on Thursday. And then, and then I might go see it Saturday. At least a few again. of us are going to see on Saturday. I might go see it again. Yeah. So, guys, thank you so much for listening. I love I love this movie. Yeah. Same. Same, same, same. It set everything good up to wrap the whole thing up. And I, I heard that they rec- I heard they kind of retconned this movie. <laughs> I'm going to be very upset if they do. Because it's it's okay, guys, to disagree with the movie. Um, J.J. Abrams, though, is not great at creating original content. To quote South Park, <laughs> so, uh, my favorite South Park episode, man, is when they redo the National Anthem and J.J. Abrams is in charge of redoing it for the Colin Kaepernick stuff. Right. And it's like, everyone to honor America, stand, kneel, or sit while we play the National Anthem. <laughs> Gotta love South Park, man. They get away with a lot of stuff because it's all cartoons. Oh, yeah. Same thing, Family Guy. Simpsons, exactly, man. Little kids, you know, saying it. So, thanks. Uh, love, 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 love everything about this film. Well, most of the things about this film, not the Risen Fit and stuff, of course. But uh, till next time, guys, I'm stoked. And we'll see you. We'll probably see you right after this episode for Mandalorian. But more importantly, we will see you for the end of Rise of Skywalker. We're going to be doing some YouTube videos. Rock, check those out. And uh, yeah. Yes, sir. Man, thanks, everybody. Mm-hmm.